All right. Hello. Good morning. You know what? I'm just going to jump right into it because I have a lot to share. And so I'm just going to read a bit and then we're going to, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to talk about before I talk about it. And then we're just going to flow and have a party. You good? Yeah. All right. So today is a very special Sunday morning. It is a 15-year promise being fulfilled for my mom to see me preach live. This is my mom, the crazy lady in the front. Stand up. (laughs) I'm a lot like her. I just heard somebody think that. (laughs) She was sitting on the floor and I was like, oh my gosh, that's where I get it from. So... um, You know, I came here 15 years ago to this country. I was supposed to go back after six months. I got fired after being here for two months because of the rebel in me. Uh, The first time I went back to South Africa was after seven years, and I was already a very, very different person um, because I got radically encountered by the Holy Spirit. Then I went back, uh, I think, five years after that, but my mom or none of my family have been here in the 15 years that I've been here. So I will most likely get emotional throughout this, this spiel this morning, which is awesome. So let me just move this thing before I injure it. So it is just so radical. It's, 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 a, it's a real mind trip for me to be speaking to you and see my mom live for the first time in 15 years. It's so surreal for her as well. So... Um, I wrote you in my notes, we laughed a lot, we cried a lot, and we ate a lot. We gone there a lot. I've been feeling and processing things for several months now that I did not even know needed processing. It has been hard at times, scary, fulfilling, empowering, and healing. It has been revealing. And today I want to share with us how God is wanting to equip us to truly live from the heart and no longer our heads, how God is going after our motives. You're going to see how boundaries and margins fits into this, is having boundaries, internal boundaries, first and foremost. How God is going after our motives, our why, for our sakes. I'm going to be sharing parts of my recent transition from full-time ministry to self-employment, and parenting three children that are part Zulu. (laughs) And how that can be a challenge at times. (laughs) Please pray for them. All the girls are sick this morning. My wife would have loved to have been with us, but she couldn't. It was our moment, says my mom. Uh, How God has, has been answering a prayer. I prayed three years ago in this ministry center to know him in a more real kind of way. When I started my transition from full-time ministry, I would come in this ministry center, and I would pray and say, you know, God, I I, I feel that there's more. I I know I need more time to pursue that and lean into that. I don't know what that looks like. Half of my income is disappearing. It feels scary. It feels weird. But at the end of the day, I find myself praying, I just want more relationship with you. 
in a non-cliched way. Like we always say, I want to know you more, Jesus. I want to know you more. You know, we all say that, and I think we mean well, but I don't think we know what we really mean. And so um, I'm realizing that he is answering a prayer that I prayed three years ago to know him in a, in a more, to have more relationship with him. Little did I know how that would come about and how necessary it would be to implement more boundaries starting on the inside. To know him in a more intimate way requires margin. To know him in a more intimate way requires boundaries starting on the inside out. Meaning I'm not going to sell out who I am. I'm not going to say things to feel better. I'm not going to do things to feel better. I have margins. I have boundaries. Are you tracking with me so far? I'm going to teach you how to come into alignment and have boundaries that then bears remaining fruit. I'm going to teach you how to be more fulfilled. You ready? Okay, so the title of my message is Boundaries, Removing Obstructions That Hinder Abundant Life. Removing Obstructions That Hinder Abundant Life. Now, uh, the word margin is, the Latin root is margo, and it can also mean edge, brink, or border. So edge, brink, border, boundaries. So instead of using margin, I prefer to use the word boundaries throughout my message. Is that okay? Okay, so John 15, uh, chapter, uh, verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, I am the true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He, he cares for the branches connected to me, by lifting up and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I've spoken over you have already cleansed you. This is good stuff right here. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch, uh, for as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, say source. Source is not a new age word. Just thought I'd say that. As your source, fruitfulness, I love this, will stream from within you. Say from within. Fruitfulness will stream from within. That's beautiful language. From within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. So I want to equate quickly... Um, mind and heart, for me, the journey has been, the last three years have been very stressful, very intense, a lot of pressure. It's been very hard going from doing ministry practically for 14 years, preaching almost every week in a certain context, in a certain structure, feeling certain things, doing certain habits, all kinds of things. Um, for so long, you do it unconsciously. Now, just because you do things unconsciously doesn't mean that they're right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I began this transition where I started answering uh, a desire that started changing in my heart, a desire for more, a desire for something fresh, a desire for something new, some practical stuff. I'm, I have a family now, you know, all of these different things. I started leaning into that. And as I did, it began this three-year journey where I basically left my familiar place, my comfortable place, and I entered into a very, very unknown land called entrepreneurship and digital marketing. I had no experience 
um, no real experience with entrepreneurship. I dabbled here and there because it was always in me. Um, but I had no experience with digital marketing. It was literally like learning Chinese blindfolded. Not that I've tried that, but I could imagine how hard it must be to learn Chinese blindfolded when you speak English. So it was a very hard transition. I had to learn about things. My literal brain had to be rewired, which, is, which, which feels very uncomfortable. And, and started stirring up and kicking up some dust, some things, because I was so unconscious in what I was doing. Are you tracking with me so far? It then began to lead me to this beautiful place of brokenness where I grew quickly. I then lost pretty much all of my clients for all kinds of reasons. And it was just this like, uh, what do they call this thing when the economy tanks? Um, recession. It was like this personal recession <laughs> that I was going through. It was hard. I would just end up working and grinding. And what do I got to do? What do I got to do to get back to that place? And I started getting exhausted. I started getting tired. I started asking questions. I started doubting this and doubting that. I started... Uh, you know, second-guessing myself, all of those things that we can all relate to. Until Holy Spirit began to teach me about living from my heart and not my head. And how in that unconscious place, I'm the press-in guy, which is healthy, but I've come to realize that there are extremes in life, isn't there? And so there's this one extreme of press-in, press-on. I mean, press-on, just you can do it, just keep on going. And that was me, and that's my strength, and that's my gift, and I'll hold to it. That's a big part of who I am, and how I'm wired is to motivate people, is to shake things up, is to stir things up. At the same time, I realized that you don't know what you don't know. But God said, you want to know me in a deeper way, this is how you do. We got to bring the pendulum a little bit down into the middle, because the other extreme is the feely people, I call them. (laughs) Always feeling, always sad, always crying, always depressed. It's just sad. It's like, I'm just, this is how I'm feeling, you know? Like, this is just me. And I would just look at it, and I just, I'd want to cry. And then I would just, no, press on, you know? So it's like two extremes, like, at war with each other. But see, wisdom helps us find the balance between extremes. Wisdom helps us find the balance between extremes. There is a balance for everything because there's always an extreme, and there's a context for everything, and we should never generalize anything that we do. Oh, gosh. So, um, so I find myself, I realize, oh, my God, like, um, I started opening up my heart to other voices that are more uh, of specialists, so to speak, with heart issues and, and, and these types of things. And, you know, she would say, my mom wasn't able to be here for my wedding or the birth of my children or these big events, or, you know, when I left, I was only supposed to leave for six months and, and then go home. I never got to say goodbye, and it's been 15 years. And, and this individual said to me, what did you do with those feelings? Now, when I say, what did you do with those feelings to you, it could be some other uh, event that you, again, don't know what you don't know. Does that make sense so far? And I said to her, what do you mean, what did I do with the feelings? I gave it to Jesus, because that's what you do. Press on. <laughs> Duh, Right? Now, that's true, and that has sustained me, but I'm asking, Lord, why now are you, like, lifting this, like, this thing? I don't even know what to fully call it, you know? Because, and why would you comfort me? Why would you encourage me? Why would you always just fill me? Why would you, you not show me, hey, there's kind of some, some huge stuff over here that I want to I deal with? I want to move this little pulpit. 
why wouldn't you show me these things? And I don't have a clear answer yet. I guess just timing maybe or... No, actually, I do have some kind of an answer, which I'm going to tell you in a minute. And so, you know, I, would, I, was, I wasn't in denial as far as I knew. I wasn't... I was awesome. Are you guys tracking with me? You guys are looking at me like I'm in the wrong place, like I should be a Jehovah's Witness down the road or something. <laughs> Good Lord. And so um, I started realizing that a lot of my actions that I was taking every day for business or whatever was in response to feelings that I did not feel comfortable with. And I took these actions so that I can numb the feelings or hide. I'm speaking about all of us right now. (laughs) And I took these actions and I did these things because I'm a driver. That's what I do. I don't wait for nobody. I I get it done. That's what I do. And that's a gift, which becomes a curse if it's imbalanced. And he started to show me, that's why you're getting tired. That's why you're snappy. That's why you're getting edgy. That's why you're getting (laughs) cross-eyed. Preach on the, yeah. And I quickly realized, oh, my gosh, like, I'm just, like, doing things because I'm desperate. My motive, because, you know, what you sow, you will reap is not so much an external thing. It's a motive thing. If I do something out of a motive of fear, I'm going to get fear back. That's why when you do something out of the wrong motive and you don't get what you expected, you are just angry. You Guess what? Anger is an expression of fear. You just got fear back. Oh, Lord, this is good stuff. (laughs) You just got fear back because of the motive. So my motive was, oh, I feel oh, scared, or I feel frustrated, or I feel desperate, I need to make money, I need to provide, what am I going to do, oh my God, this is so hard, drive, go do, go do, go do, wake up early, go do, go do, go do, go do is not bad, it's not unhealthy, what's unhealthy is my why, see, I'm not abiding anymore, I was abiding in my head and not my heart. When you abide in your head and not your heart, you produce fear. You might see some results, but here's the deal. That's shaky ground because deep inside, that fear is still there. That's why we control now. Business started picking up again, and I could feel that puppy trying to bump its head up. Or what if you lose this? Or what if, what if it's like the same time? And I'm like, oh my gosh, the temptation now is to go up into my head, and how do I enforce and secure this thing so that I don't lose? How do I insulate myself from pain? Instead of saying, Jesus lives in my heart. He's not embarrassed with these feelings. He's not embarrassed about this pain. He's not embarrassed about this discomfort that I'm feeling. In fact, I can never know him unless I sit with the feelings and reconcile them. But instead, what we do is we come to church to feel better. We read the Bible to feel better. We give money to feel better. We do everything so that we can feel better. But if you really want to feel better, you better feel. If you really want to know God, you better feel. And you need to stop hiding. And you need to stop doing the things that numb that feelings, that that take away the feelings, that... Do you get my drift? Because when you do, you're giving with that motive and you're going to get that right back. 
This is abundant life. This is the stream of life now flowing. And from your heart, you sit and you surrender. You surrender and all of a sudden you receive divine impulses that takes divine action because it's not good enough to just sit and abide. It's not good enough to just sit and feel. We are called to govern. Two claps on that one. I was hoping for at least six more. You are called to greatness. I mean, my God, you take away the light, this room is useless because we wouldn't see what's going on. You are called to shine so people can see what's going on. So what happens is when we take this action, it leads to what the Bible calls dead works. Not the good works that we were predestined for to do. This makes total sense to me because to live from my heart feels uncomfortable, which is exactly where the comforter comes in. So I resist the temptation to go up to my head to plan, to do, to work, to have sex, to take drugs, to eat food, to watch TV, to judge, to all of these things that lets us hide behind the leaf. Do you realize that when we do all these things, this is what's forming what's called the false self? This is how the false self comes about. The Bible talks about the old self and the new self. The false self comes about when we program and construct this version of us from our minds, from our heads. Does that make sense? That's why when you are insecure, it's the false self. That's not really you. That's why when you're offended, it's the false self. It's not really you. But see, that feelings, that false selfness, so to speak, it's only doing its job. We programmed it, so to speak, to do, to protect us from pain. So he shows up. He, she shows up. Some of us, there's a couple that show up. <laughs> and what do we do? We numb the pain by pretending. Hi, brother. I'm amazing. My house is burning down and I'm getting divorced, but I'm glory to God, sister. Praise him. He's, oh, he's so good. Shagababa dide. Oh, he's amazing, isn't he? Sleeping under a bridge right now, but God is good, man. I'm telling you, at least I can have a bridge. At least there's a bridge. You are in denial. It was not your destiny to sleep under bridges, man. Stop lying to yourself. My destiny, our destiny is abundant life in every area, living from the heart, fullness. That Darren always talks about being unoffendable. Can you see now how you can be unoffendable? So the head represents old covenant. The heart represents new covenant. That old covenant, you basically have to perfect yourself in your own strength. And it's called the ministry of condemnation. It leads to shame and guilt. It's never enough. So... Practically, the boundary is I set a margin in place that when I start to feel, oh, this, this, uh, this feelings of this, this encouragement or fear or scaredness or these emotions, oh, my, I have a boundary. I'm not going to cross this boundary by doing something to feel better. No, no. That's my margin right there. This is what it means. Part of what it means to abide in him. Son, sit with the feelings. The same way I was in the pit with Joseph, I'm there in that pit with you. The same way I was in that lion's den, metaphorically speaking, I was with, I'm with you in that den where it feels scary. 
Resist the temptation to go up into your head to justify what you're feeling, to explain what you're feeling. But sit. Be still. You know, another word for still is not shh, it's presentness. Be present. Oh, man, I feel prior to today, because I haven't spoken in a while, you know, and I'm somewhat of a perfectionist, um, somewhat, and I was nervous. I felt a little scared. I was like, I feel like I've changed so much, like, oh, just my mom's here, like, just all these feelings, and I would go to my laptop, and I'd try to organize. I don't even use the thing. It's like, why do I even bring this thing up with me? The poor laptop. I love you, laptop. (laughs) And my wife just said to me, why are you going back up into your head? You see the sin that so easily ensnares us. Sit with, she said, she like coached me. She's like, wake up first thing tomorrow morning and go sit with that stuff. (laughs) Because sit with that, I feel scared. And here's the deal. You sit with it without judgment. (sighs) Because to the degree that I judge my inadequacy because of how I feel is the degree that I will judge you. You know, when I'm being judgmental, I know I am, and I hate that I'm being judgmental most of the time. When I'm being critical, I hate that I'm being critical. But if you want to deal with that, stop being judgmental of yourself. Well, this is how you do it. Sit with those feelings that are uncomfortable without judging them. Reconcile them. Embrace them. Because God is in smack dab in the middle of them. Old covenant, new covenant. Um, gosh. Do me a favor. So I, I uh, joined a soccer league recently uh, with Johnny Rios and a couple guys. And my first game that I played, I got injured, my lower back. Um, and so I went to see a local chiropractor in West Palm Beach, which, by the way, if you need a chiropractor and then some in the local area, Dr. Jason, little shout out to him right there. Yep. The handsome guy over there, I get a 10% on all the referrals. Thank you. <laughs> so I, my back was injured. I was like, you know what? I'm itching to get back on the pitch, but I need to make sure by a professional to tell me if I can go back out or not. So I go see a chiropractor, and uh, he does what he does. He does his thing, and it turns out that I have what's called subluxation, which is basically means out of alignment. Actually, I have the definition a subluxation, a slight misalignment of the vertebrae that causes health problems. Now, let's just take vertebrae out, a slight misalignment that causes problems. A slight misalignment that causes problems. Every time you live from your head and not your heart, you are causing, you are coming out of alignment that will cause problems in your life. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, if you get this, it will change your life. If you get this, you will actually get to know God intimately. And you will actually begin to bear fruit that will blow your mind because then things just start like happening. It's fascinating how this works, but it it requires a courage to show up and be honest with what you're feeling, how you're feeling, and just sit with it, not try to figure it out and not judge yourself. Does that make sense? So what you see over here is uh, that's my neck, and the red thing is how my neck is supposed to do one of these. So he's like, yeah, dude, your neck, uh, we need to work on that. Uh, I think that's my lower back in the middle. And this is my spine over here. Isn't that a beautiful frame anyway, just overall? Isn't that lovely? So he was saying, yeah, you are basically out of alignment. This bad boy needs to be straight. My hips, my right hip is like a little, it's like a 
like a swag. It's like a, if this was my skeleton, this is how it would look right now. What's up? Just like, a, that's me from living in my head. This is how you end up looking. You're just so suspicious. You're just like, uh-uh. And the further you lean, the more bad you are, you know? <laughs> that's how you freak people out. Don't mess with me, bro. This is how I stand. Who wants to fight somebody that stands like this? You're not going to fight somebody like that. You can now say you won without even throwing a punch. Anyway, oh, let me just, that was painful a bit. Uh. So I walked out there and I was like, are you trying to tell me that I'm out of alignment and I don't even know? Yep. I was out of alignment and I didn't know. I was not abiding. I was not aligning. And I didn't even know. Now I have to create margin and boundaries because now this man wants me to come in three times a week for the first month. I'm like, this, this guy, you can't be serious. That's intense. Yeah, yeah, because abundant life and living from the heart is intense. Going for your dreams, like going for things, it's intense. It's messy. It's uncomfortable. It's dirty. Some of you is like, oh, I can't do that because it's so hard. I can't stop doing this because it's so hard. It's supposed to be hard because in the hard is where you become to realize who you really are and who he really is. That's why now it's like I take in this pain and discomfort. And with my mom, I mean, precious mom, Oscar, I've been just going for it with her. Mommy, being raised under this, this is how it made me feel. And just amazing conversations, though. Does that make sense? So to get aligned, I now have to have borders. I have to commit to this thing. I need to commit to go and invest. And this guy, I mean, he's just popping stuff that I didn't even know can be popped on my back. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, that might be extravagant, or maybe it's not necessary. Yeah, it's necessary for you to stay abiding. It's not extravagant to live from your heart 24-7 because there's no any other way. I want to I wanna wrap it up with this whole alignment thing. Um, here's what I want to leave us with. Philippians 2, don't pull it up. It says, work out your salvation, right? You know the verse, work out your salvation. I just want to encourage us that we are still waiting for God to come and transform us when God is saying, work out what I've already worked in. I'm behind that pain. I'm behind that fear. I'm behind that doubt. Work it out. Work with me. Co-labor with me. What if it was possible that I'm waiting for God to transform me. I can just start transforming myself because of God who lives in me. Are you tracking with me? Does that make sense? And so he says, work out your salvation, right? Um, So here's what I want us to do. One practical tip. When you wake up in the morning, before you go about your daily routine, whether it's your food, your diet, your work, your relationships, because how do you, you don't know what you don't know. That, this has been my big question. Like how, 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 you know, like does that just mean that we all have to wait and like live a measure of abundance until you decide to pull the veil? Like I guess if that's okay, if that's how it works, well, maybe. But I'm not going to wait for that because I want abundance now. Because that's my portion and that's your portion. So, so one way to do that is to ask why. What's your motive? Stop spiritually bypassing and saying Christianese stuff 
that is not heartfelt. Stop it. What's your why? Stop being in a relationship that you know you shouldn't be in because it is literally setting you up for more torment. What's your why? And, and the thing is, when you confront this and you say, why am I doing this? You're going to find your answer, and it's going to come with an emotion. Do you understand that the word emotion literally means energy in motion? How many of you know that? This is not a new age thing. Energy in motion. The Latin word for energy, uh, emotion stems from the word energy. So think about it. Um, I'm feeling great. That's a positive emotion, positive energy. I'm feeling low. I'm feeling down. That's a negative emotion, negative energy. Do you feel me? You feel what I'm saying? Right. So what will happen is, is that when you start to step into who you always have been, wholeness, you're going to start to feel these lower energies that have been in you because they haven't been reconciled. They haven't been dealt with. And Jesus came, salvation, work out your salvation means wholeness. Work out your wholeness, meaning I've come to um, sit with you in the pain that's stuck in you because of the trauma, and I'm not ashamed of the pain that's stuck in you. In fact, I want you to not judge them, and I want you to reconcile them because I want you to see how much I deeply love you. And what happens is that low emotion, that low energy, emotion, flow, move. That emotion moves. I don't feel stuck anymore. I feel better. Why do you feel better? Because, whoa, it's moving. We're moving. I'm feeling. Are you tracking with me? I feel better. And it moves. So step number one, when you step into this, what's your why? You have to be radically honest with yourself. The more painful it feels, the quicker you have to deal with it. There's a, there's a, there's a different version of you on the other side of that feeling. Whoa, what does it look like? feel it. There's some things that's causing you torment. It's blurting your perspective. Ask honest questions. Why do I serve? Why do I work here? Why am I dating this one? Why am I eating this food? For our sake. For the sake of transformation. Oh, I totally forgot this one. And I'll close, I promise. Michelangelo he, uh, he chiseled out the, uh, don't pull it up yet, the uh, Statue of David. And the reason I bring that up is because part of this transformation is you have to see yourself as complete. You have to see yourself as abundant. Not just see, but you have to feel yourself as it. You have to feel yourself as it. Because that's how God feels about me. When I come in alignment, not just with how God sees me, because that kind of doesn't feel enough for me. I don't know about you. But when I come in alignment with how He feels about me, then I feel it, then that energy gives me energy to produce good works. Woo! So I sit and I feel, what does it feel like to be abundant? What does it feel like? And I ask these questions. Or I'll say, I love feeling abundant. I love feeling sincere. I love feeling authentic. Does this make sense? And so I begin to see myself the way he sees me. And then what happens is I install boundaries and I get to work. Pull up the, the picture of Leonardo of the statue, this guy. I was going to do the whole thing, but I didn't want anybody to stumble um, in church this morning. <laughs> so this is the statue of David, Michelangelo. You see, there was a big block of marble, but he could see the statue of David inside the marble. And he rescued the statue of David that was held captive to the marble around it. 
He removed, he removed, <laughs> he removed the obstructions to the masterpiece. Come on, people. He removed obstructions. When I sit with these feelings, I'm removing obstructions to greatness that already exists in me. But I need boundaries. I need that chisel to be sharp. I need to hammer. It's hard work. It's hard work. Come on. It's hard work. It's uncomfortable. How can you know God unless you are not uncomfortable? How can you know comfort and the comfort unless you're uncomfortable? And he chiseled because he had a vision. He saw. He saw. There's a statue of David inside of all of us. With no fig leaf around it. Stand up with me. Do me a favor. From here now, commit to um, brutal honesty with yourself. Why am I doing this? And get ready. <laughs> get ready for those feelings that are going to kick back. They don't want to hear it. And then commit in that boundary, set the boundary. I'm not going to react. I'm not going to go and binge. I'm not going to go and have sex. I'm not going to go and get angry. I'm also not going to cower. I'm not going to let my heart get offended because I have boundaries. I'm busy chiseling a masterpiece, baby. Ain't nobody got time for obstructions right now. Are you with me? This is how you're going to experience transformation. And I'm telling you, my business now started gradually picking up again. I closed four clients without selling one of them. They literally came out of nowhere. I got phone calls and referrals. Isn't that in? Then guess what happened? Oh, you're going to lose them? Oh, what's going to happen? It's like, okay, you know what? I see you, I feel you. That's, that's my programming growing up in a third world culture. That's scarcity thinking. You know what? Come here, buddy. Come here, little boy. I love you. Let's go party. Let's go change the world. I love you. Jesus loves you. That's scarcity. I sit here. I refuse to do anything until I settle this thing with my heart right here. I refuse to take action. I don't care where I have to be, what I have to do. This is important. Because you can have it all and feel like you have nothing. You can have it all and still expect everything from people that you love and end up pushing them away because of your own emptiness. We can do this. And we don't have to wait anymore, by the way. We don't have to wait for some magical day, for some big, big revival. We don't have to wait. We can do it now. We can do it now. There's a statue of David in that marble. Go chisel. Sometimes you need somebody else to sharpen your chisel for you. Are you with me? Sometimes you need to take a break. Stop chiseling. I've been so exhausted from all this stuff, bro. Whoa, this is exhausting, like sitting with your heart stuff, because that's like very, whoa, to live from your heart is very high emotion. That's abundant life. You start living like this. People see the look in your eyes and like, I just want it. What is it? What are you on, bro? What you got? So I bless you and I speak life over your hearts. And I pray that we would all have this collective wisdom on how to reverse roles where the, the mind is the servant, not the heart. Where we would have the courage to feel the greatness that's on the inside of us as well as the other stuff that we've programmed or done that comes with it. That we would have the courage to have the conversations that we need to have because we need to start putting in boundaries. And then, Lord, 
we trust you to do what you do, all these things will be added to you. All these things will be added to you. So I bless all of you in this room. Listen, if you need prayer, we're going to have our prayer team come up. If you want to know Jesus and you don't know him in this way, uh, you can come up as well. Um, Yeah, have an amazing, amazing week. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Ciao.